Hello, and welcome to the Christ Table Podcast, a Bible study for those who struggle with digging into the Bible, but who want to develop a richer faith, one with some meat on its bones. I'm Kevin Young, a media guy turned minister who's passionate about helping others thrive, especially spiritually. If you're unaware, Christ Table is a movement of people returning the church to her roots, in homes, around tables, over food with old friends and fresh conversations. Check us out over at www.christtable.today. In the meantime, our study continues today on the topic of Honest Advent. We'll be focusing on Luke chapter 1, verse 38. Let's dig in. One of the things that is incredible to me is that we are able in this story of Advent and Christmas to find out a lot about God through the lens of the birth of Jesus Christ. And so over this journey through an honest Advent, we're kind of looking into a lot of the main players, the characters, Mary and Joseph, the wise men, the shepherds, as we journey through looking at this story with an honest lens. And hopefully when we step back from it, we're going to have a better idea of who Jesus is, not just a picture of Jesus that's created in this nativity scene, not just a picture of Jesus that's created by a random pastor or a church or somebody on Facebook, but a more real, a more honest portrait of Jesus. And the more we understand Jesus, the more we understand who God is. Now, one of the things that we want to talk about today, though, is this idea of alpha. Now, you may have heard of this term. You may have heard of it uh, in the real world out there in the wild, this idea of being alpha. Or for those of you who perhaps were indoctrinated in scripture, you may hear the word alpha and may immediately think of Jesus and the Bible. Either way, I think it's important for us, if we're to understand Advent and to understand Jesus, for us to understand this passage in Revelation chapter 1, verse 8, which is not usually a classic Christmas passage. But why don't we just go ahead and jump in and see where the road takes us. Over the years, whenever I've listened to sermons and read books about Christmas and about Jesus, oftentimes they come from the angle of what was the overarching theological plan of Christmas. And so lots of commentators, lots of preachers and pastors and people who speak and write about Christmas and about Jesus like to overlay it with just so much theology talk that it is smothering all the doctrine, all of the nuts and bolts and all of the ins and outs of this thing. And it can, it can become laborious. It can become like a burden that, that weighs you down and, and in a way just kind of smothers out all of the air in the room around Christmas and, and kills all the joy. And so today we're kind of looking at that question and saying, who cares? (laughs) But we're saying who cares in two different ways. We're saying maybe, who cares about all of those things? Let's keep it simple. But I think that this is also the primary question that we come to at Christmas, and it is this one. Who cares? Who does care? When we come to this season, one of the things that is always in front of us 
is who cares? Who cares for me? Who cares about me? Who cares enough to to send me a Christmas card? Who cares enough to buy me a Christmas gift? Who cares enough to invite me to their holiday party? Who cares enough to want to spend Christmas Day or Christmas Eve with me? Oftentimes, one of the primary things that we wrestle with during this season of Advent isn't quite so much all of the theologies of Jesus and how he was born and the impact of all of those things. But what we're really wrestling with during this season is, does anybody care? Does anybody care for me? And we want it to be a resounding yes. We want our family to truly care about us and to show and express that care. We want our coworkers to truly care about us and to to express that care tangibly. We want those people who are the religious or spiritual leaders, the, the elders in our life, to truly care about us and to express that in some tangible way. Because saying it, well, saying it isn't nearly as important as it being demonstrated. So who cares? And that's our question for today whenever we come to this text in Revelation chapter 1, verse 8. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord God. I am the one who is, who always was, and who is still to come, the Almighty One. Now, essentially, whenever we look at this verse, and if we're asking this idea of who cares, we first need to understand what's what's being said here. As we said, this idea of alpha, what does what does that mean? Well, what's happened here is essentially this is a verse that's from the Department of Redundancy Department. The same thing has been said in three different ways in this verse, alpha and omega, beginning and end, the one who is and who is still to come. It's essentially repeating the same thing three different times there. But what is an alpha? What is an omega? Well, Technically, an alpha is the first letter of the Greek alphabet, and omega is the last letter of the Greek alphabet. That's why I said it's the Department of Redundancy Department. It's both saying the beginning and the end, and it is attributing that to God. It's attributing that to the Almighty. It's attributing that to Jesus, saying that Jesus is the beginning and the end. Jesus is the first and the last. Jesus always was and always will be. Why does that matter? Why should that be a part of helping us understand during this season? Who cares? Well, for this very reason, because wherever you have been, the alpha was there. One of the reasons why we ask who cares during this season is because we want to know that people are still with us. We want to understand that the people who have been along with us through the journey of the difficult moments in our life are still going to be along with us for the difficult moments that we're facing right now or the ones that we may yet face in the future. During this time of year, One of the questions that we should be asking and one of the questions that many of us deal with as well is, is God there? 
I know that many of us come to this holiday season with struggles. We come to this holiday season with struggles about finances. How are we going to show our kids that we care for them through buying gifts? Where is that money going to come from? How are we going to show all of those people that we want to let them know that they have meaning to us if we have difficulty taking the photographs of the family to put in the picture, to to buy the postage stamps, to put it in the mail? Some of us are facing depression and loneliness where the motivation to show others who cares just just isn't there. Some of us have experienced great loss in the last year. Loss of maybe financial stability, maybe loss of a family member or a loved one, perhaps loss of, of a job. Whatever you may be facing this year the que- or have faced this year, the question that oftentimes is in front of us that we're both asking others and that ultimately we're asking God as well is who cares? Do you care? And this verse reminds us by God himself referring to him as the alpha, as the first, as the beginning, that he's been there. That at the very beginning of whatever you were facing, he was there. That at the very beginning of that turmoil that has left you right now with all of those questions, he was there. The very beginning of that struggle in your workplace, that struggle in your marriage, that struggle in your finances, in your professional life, whatever that may be, that that he was there. Now, why does that matter? Well, where the rubber meets the road, many of us have questions at this moment in our life is, did we do the right thing? Did we make the right decisions back early on, a month ago, two months ago, a year, two, three years ago, by marrying that person? Did we make the right decision by by starting that job? Did we make the right decision by coming and being a part of this family? Did we make the right decision by, by choosing this over that? Because now we have a lot of questions about whether the path that we've been on and where we find ourselves is tough. And he was there. He was there with you. And tomorrow we're going to talk about how he's there with you today in this moment. But it's important for you to recognize that um, he was there with you then. Can you second guess those things? Can you look back and even say, I made the wrong decision? Maybe, but you are where you are now. And you weren't alone in that moment. Even if you made the wrong decision, you weren't alone in that moment. And the fact that God is Alpha, has been there in the beginning as the first, means that he's there alongside us. Whether we make the wrong decisions or the right decisions, he was there. I love how Romans chapter 8, verse 39 puts it. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. In fact, nothing in all of creation will ever be able to separate you from the love of God that's revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. You may be thinking, well, he was back there with me, but I made the wrong decision. I walked the wrong path. 
I would have made different choices along the way in order to get me to here. And yet, he's still here with you. He has walked with you every single step of the journey. And nothing you could have done then and nothing you will do now is going to change that. You are not alone. Why? Because the beginning, the first, the alpha, has been with you each and every step of the way. Why? Well, this verse tells us because he loves you. And that love has been revealed in Jesus Christ. So every time you look at that baby in a manger, there's a nativity right over there. In fact, they're all over the house, but you can see that one right there. Every time you see that little Jesus, that is a sign to me and to you that God loves you and he has been with you from the very beginning of your life, the things that have brought you to this moment, he's been there. This Bible study on Honest Advent is brought to you by Christ Table. If you'd like to join us in the study, there's an easy to follow guide in the show notes. We'd love to have you join us. You know, 65 million adults in the United States have dropped out of church, and that number will grow by 2.7 million before the end of this year. We here at Christ Table are committed to doing something about that. We're committed to creating a world where the table is once again the center of the home, the center of family life, and especially the center of faith formation again. Our mission, it's simple, to help people eat freely and drink deeply of life and of faith. Find out more about us by going to www.christtable.today. And when you get over to christtable.today, be sure to sign up for our email list there. And for those who choose to donate, I've got a resource box that I want to send you in the mail as my thanks. And trust me, you're going to like it. By the way, the podcast is available because of the generous donations of our listeners and the incredible community of people who call Christ Table their spiritual home. Join us on our next episode as we continue our conversation on Honest Advent. And if you'd like to watch these Bible studies live, there's more information on our website about that as well, www.christtable.today. Thanks so much for listening. We wouldn't be here without you. Until next time, I'm Pastor Kevin Young, and this is the Christ Table Podcast.